No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 104, where the psalmist blesses the Lord for his greatness. He makes angels his ministers. He cares for every part of his creation. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. How often we need to be reminded that God loves us. In Psalm 104, the psalmist shows us how much God cares for the details of his creation. And why does he do it? Well, he does it because he loves us and he loves his creation. And that should give us hope and cause us to praise him. Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, who cover yourself with light as with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. So he begins talking to himself. He says, O soul, bless the Lord. That's a good thing to do. Why? Because he is great. He's clothed with honor and majesty, and he covers himself with light as though it's his clothing. He stretches out the heavens like a curtain. Now, the astronomers will tell us how vast the universe is, billions of light years across, you know, and it's expanding. It's being stretched out, but God has to be that much greater than the vastness of the universe to stretch it out like a curtain. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks on the wings of the wind, who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. Now the psalmist is looking back to the creation week where God established the firmament, the atmosphere that separated the upper chambers of the clouds from the waters below of the oceans. And then he rides the clouds as a chariot and walks on the wind. Who can do that but the Lord? He makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. This is actually quoted in Hebrews. Warren Wiersbe says of that verse that his servants, the angels, serve as quickly and as invisibly as the wind and possess awesome power like flames of fire. And the fact that they are sent forth as ministers to those who will inherit salvation, well, that gives me a lot of comfort. You who laid the foundations of the earth so that it should not be moved forever, you covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the voice of your thunder, they hastened away. They went up over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place where you founded for them. You have set a boundary that they may not pass over, that they may not return to cover the earth. So God made the foundations of the earth in such a way that it would not move. He has hung it in the universe, in space. It's an amazing thing that it just hangs there and It goes in its orbit like it's supposed to, and these things will continue until the earth and the universe are destroyed with fervent heat, and then God will create a new heavens and a new earth. You covered the earth with waters. Now, we know that when God 
made the world, that it was formless, it was empty, and it was covered with the deep waters. And then he commanded the waters to separate from the land. He called the water seas and the, the land earth. And he set the boundaries for the sea so that their proud waves could go only so far and not return to their former place. He sends the springs into the valleys. They flow among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. By them the birds of the heavens have their home. They sing among the branches. He waters the hills from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. So God sends the spring so that all of the animals have enough to drink and quench their thirst and the trees grow and the birds have a place to put their nests and he waters the hills from the upper chambers, from the, the sky, of course, the, the clouds, the rain cycle, which is an amazing thing if you think about how God sustains our water cycle. Of course, we have to have water to live. Water means life. And we see how the water evaporates from the oceans and, and from the land, and then it forms the clouds, and the snow comes down in the hills, and that makes the snowpack, fills the reservoirs, uh, fills the subterranean water chambers where the springs come forth, and, and so on and so forth. God cares for this whole cycle so that everybody may be taken care of. All of the creatures will have what they need. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the service of man that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine that makes glad the heart of man oil to make his face shine and bread which strengthens man's heart the trees of the lord are full of sap the cedars of lebanon which he planted where the birds make their nests the stork has her home in the fir trees the high hills are for the wild goats the cliffs are a refuge for the rock badgers. All of these things God does. He causes the crops to grow in their season so that there will be plenty of food for everybody. The wine, the oil, and the bread. Wine to make the heart glad. Oil to make the face shine. Bread to strengthen the heart. God gives all of these. Now, he gives us these things not for our indulgence, but for our enjoyment so that we will rejoice in his provisions and give him thanks. He provides healthy and sturdy trees. The cedars of Lebanon, which were renowned, their aromatic lumber was used in the temple. He makes high hills for wild goats and he makes the cliffs for the rock badgers. We are told that the rock badgers hide in the crags of the cliff from their predators and God has given them all of those crags that they can be protected. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knows it's going down. You make darkness and it is night in which all the beasts of the forest creep about. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they gather together and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work and to his labor until the evening. So God has appointed the sun and moon in their places. Of course, they, they rise and fall with the earth's rotation, but they are all doing what God has called them to do. And then we see 
on the first day of creation that God separated light from darkness. And so there are those creatures of light and there are the creatures of darkness. In the night, in the forest, the beasts creep about, the lions stalk their prey. And, uh, and then in the daytime, when the sun comes up, they lie in their dens together. Uh, man goes to his work. When the sun comes up, he works until the sun goes down again. So there are the creatures of darkness. There are the creatures of the light. And God has called each to its place. And God calls us as children of light to come out of the darkness and be uh, children of the light, doing work in the light as we have daylight to do it, as much time as God gives us until he takes us home. Oh Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. This great and wide sea in which are innumerable teeming things, living things, both small and great. There the ships sail about. There is that Leviathan which you have made to play there. So in wisdom, God has created all these things. They all work together. There's an ecosystem that God maintains and it didn't just happen by accident. It happened by an amazing genius of a designer who put it all together. The sea with all its creatures, all of the life that is in the sea, of which I'm convinced we still don't know everything that's in there, you know. There is the Leviathan, which is known as a sea creature, a sea serpent, and commentators are divided as to whether or not it, it was an actual being or pointing to something that we know of now. I see no reason why it couldn't have been an actual being a creature uh, that no longer exists, perhaps. But it says that God created the seas so that Leviathan could have a playground. <laughs> These all wait for you, that you may give them their food in due season. And what you give them, they gather in. You open your hand, they are filled with good. You hide your face and they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. So all of these creatures wait for you. They depend upon you. They look to you, and you open your hand, and they are filled. I love the fact that God is a giver. He's a generous giver. He loves to pour out good things, and his creatures are filled. But you hide your face, and they are troubled. When we sense God's countenance toward us is not happy, but is perhaps angry that causes his creatures to be troubled. You take away their breath and they die. Now, God can do that. You know, he breathed into Adam the breath of life and he became a living being and he can just as easily take that breath away from us. He holds our breath in his hand. You send forth your spirit and they are created. What a wonderful thing as God brings forth the birth of a child and even more wonderful is the spiritual rebirth as we are born of the flesh, but then born of the spirit, reborn of the spirit so that we may inherit eternal life. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Finally, you renew the face of the earth. Now, this world will ultimately wear out, but in the meantime, we are to be good stewards of it. We are to take care of it and not destroy it for our own greed. But the reality of it is it will wear out, and then God will create a new heavens and a new earth, and he says, I make all things new. 
May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He looks on the earth and it trembles. He touches the hills and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. May my meditation be sweet to him. I will be glad in the Lord. May sinners be consumed from the earth and the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. So, And so all of this meditation on creation and God's care for his creation has caused the psalmist to just sing to the Lord and praise his being. And so he says, may my meditation be sweet. May we just think on these good things that God has done, his wonderful works, and may that come up as a sweet meditation, a sweet fragrance to God. He said, I will be glad, but may sinners be consumed. And so we realize that all is not right in the world and that there are those who are doing the deeds of darkness. They are wicked. May they be consumed, he says. And he ends as he begins. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And may we also bless the Lord for all that he has done. He manifests his care in creation so that we may know that he cares for us. And as Jesus said, if he takes care of the birds or the goats or the donkeys or the cedars, will he not also take care of you? Let us not be those of little faith, but be happy knowing that God will take care of us because he's a good God who cares for his creation. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll look at Psalm 105, where the psalmist calls people to remember God's faithfulness to Israel throughout their history. Then give him thanks and make known his wonderful works among all peoples. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.